0: Forgot to mention at the beginning of Mass that we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of our parish of St. Margaret of York, and today we're celebrating the Feast of St. Margaret of York. You, know, you begin to forget these things, you know, especially when you turn 37, All right, your memory starts to go. So today we're celebrating 30 years, and I just want to take a moment. Is there anyone out here tonight? I don't want to embarrass you, um, If you could stand up, if you were from the first generations of parishioners, that is, those who had Mass over at J.F. Burns. Do you have anyone here who went to Mass over at J.F. Burns? We have a couple in the back there. Good. Well, thank you. I give a good round of applause to our founding parishioners. And we're blessed with your presence tonight. And we're blessed with your presence not because it's a cliche thing to say, but it's beautiful to have someone here tonight who has seen the 30 years go by right? i've been blessed to see three of those years go by and what an amazing parish this is we invited father obermeyer you probably remember him he came two months after the first pastor was here he came and was basically the founding pastor and he celebrated the 430 mass yesterday and in his homily they told me that he mentioned how he was called by the bishop to come here and be pretty much the founding pastor And when he arrived what he found was a house where he would live and there was nothing else so he came inside the house and he picked up the phone and he promptly called the bishop and he said I'm very happy that I've been assigned to St. Margaret of York. Your Excellency, there's nothing here but a house. And Archbishop Polarczyk back then, uh, Bishop Emeritus now, he said the following words to Father Obermeier. He said, love God, love your neighbor, love yourself, and God will take care of the rest. Here's the rest. What a providential moment tonight as we hear that gospel passage. Not by design, not by design in the sense that we chose it, but by God's design. On the 30th anniversary of this parish, we would hear the words that the bishop told Father Obermeier 30 years ago love God love your neighbor love yourself and God will take care of the rest a man who believed a few parishioners who believed and God absolutely took care of the rest as I was mentioning we hear some of the most important stuff at the end at the end of the year And I I just want to warn everyone, just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's not important. Tonight we have the second moment when the Pharisees test Jesus Christ. If you remember last Sunday, they get together, they concoct this uh, moment when the Herodians and the Pharisees are going to be there and they're going to say, huh, are we supposed to pay the tax or not? And if you say, we're supposed to pay the tax, everyone's going to hate you. You're going to become unpopular, Jesus. And if you say, don't pay the tax, you'll continue to be popular, but you'll be arrested and executed for treason. And if you remember last Sunday, we got one of the most beautiful explanations of what it is we're called to give to God. Tonight, we have the second moment when the Pharisees, they're not giving up, and they come back at Jesus again, and they try to test him. And one of the scribes comes out and he says, "Jesus, which is the greatest commandment?" And to us, it might seem, "Well, what is that? That's not a test. Big deal. Which is the greatest commandment?" Or you might think this is the greatest, and we think that's the greatest, and so and so thinks that thinks that commandment is the greatest. What's in the test? Why is it such a test? This Sunday as last Sunday. I'll tell you why. Because the Pharisees belonged to that part of Judaism that believed every commandment had the same importance, the same weight. Why? Because God gave us the commandments. God, through Moses, gave us the commandments. How dare you, human being, choose one commandment over the others? And so the Pharisees are testing Jesus. They're saying, Jesus, come on, tell us which is the greatest. Put yourself over God and try to tell us which is the greatest. Because we know they all are. Everything that comes from God is great. You human being, or so they thought, you human being Come on, in front of us all, place yourself over God and tell us which commandment is the greatest. And Jesus turns and he tells them those words. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. These are the greatest commandments. And what happens to us in our day and age when we hear that? These are the greatest commandments. Well, the question is how can anyone command me to love? You love her, you love him. It doesn't work. You can't command someone to love. You can't command me to feel affection for a person. And so we all sit here very piously and hear the same gospel passage and nod our head and walk out the door and our lives never change. Because whether we we formulate that question in our mind or not, the truth of the fact is we walk out that door and we go, he can command me all he wants. If I don't feel it, it's not going to be there. Either I love or I don't. How on earth can you command someone to love? How can you command them to feel affection for a person? And Jesus doesn't just leave us there. He doesn't just leave us like that. We have to continue reading. If we continue reading, if we continue the story of the Gospels, there's going to be a.